What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Rewind part of the Wayward World podcast. I'm Sid, and joining me, joining me once again is actor-director of uh, Crescent, uh, Crescent Skull Cinema. Is that still what you're doing? Yeah. Okay, there we go. I got it. Yay. <laughs> um, get ready, y'all, because John Reddy is here with us today. John, how are you doing? I, I was losing it, how you were just staring like, Right before yeah. Trumpy gets it, and welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it that's how it goes. Like people don't know, people don't see that. The part. editing, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, it's been a long time since you've been on the show. Last time we were, um, on, I told you to go on the Anchor app, and your reaction was, "What's the Anchor app?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like I think we recorded that in July of 2020. Yeah, two years ago, almost two years ago, man. It's crazy. I remember I, I was making a joke when we were recording it saying, yes, I'm a big fan. I've listened to every episode because at that point, only two episodes have been out. And then by the time mine was released, it was like 20 episodes in. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're... I wish I did listen to all of them, but... We are almost close to 100 episodes of like... How do you feel? Can you believe that? That's crazy. We haven't like uh, this. I don't know what episode the, this will land on specifically, like what number. Um, but like, it's not. It's it's not like a hundred episodes of the rewind or a hundred episodes of Wayward Artists in the Wayward World or whatever. It's like a hundred episodes, a hundred pieces of content in like two years. That is like, it's crazy. That's like <laughs> the stake it is, is an achievement. Yeah, to stay consistent in something like that, especially like nonstop, like that's, I don't know. I think that's crazy. And we're two awards deep in this show, which is exciting. Crazy. Like, and it hasn't even been two years. I'm uh, very excited for the future. Yeah. And you definitely like just your base state, you seem more joyous than I remember. Cause I think face to face last time we chat was when you're more in the theater things and you could mm-hmm. just sort of like, it, it, it was like a little bit tiring. At- think for you at the time and you seem like very joyous right now yeah so it's, i mean it's, it's nice to see the the facial component to it too well this is also very fake <laughs> like i'm just like uh i'm an actor so i'm just like i gotta hype it up i gotta like uh amp it up for the camera and stuff like that but like i'm dying man <laughs> you know uh you spoke to me on when you phone. say that pair with laughter it's very scary <laughs> yeah you know like, like what can you say um I'm also like, I just had coffee too. And uh, it's been, honestly, it's been a really good morning, like in Spokane, Washington, give and take, give or take. It's the sun's out. Um, uh, my mom has COVID. So it's like, I can't go outside. <laughs> um, I don't I'm have sorry it. Sorry to hear that. Oh, she's it's- fine. She's, she's just got a cold. Like she'll, she's, she's, oh, okay. she's, uh, she's thriving. She's got all her boosters and her, uh, her shots. So she's okay. Um, I, it's kind of a bummer like a little bit that I didn't get it either because it's just like, now I can't take like five days off of work. You know, it's just like, why? Like, I'm not, I don't know. My job is, I want a new job. I love the people I work with. It's just, it's time to, time to change a little bit. Oh, I thought you were in the last time we talked on the phone, you were trying to convince me to get a job there. Uh, that was probably like two years ago. No, well, when we talked on the phone last, it was uh, November. You were yeah. like, oh, I mean, if you're considering it, this is a pretty good job. Oh, I, I, I thought like rece- the reception work is actually really easy. That's what I think that's what I was trying to convince you, like rather than maybe like my job specifically. But like reception work, I I've enjoyed a lot, uh, like uh, being in an office and stuff like that. I used to work in the restaurant business, as you do. I think you still mm-hmm. do currently. And uh, yes, yeah, the restaurant business is not fun. 
I, I have uh, thought about that though. It depends on where. And let me tell you, um, cause it's been, I've worked in restaurants in Pennsylvania and Washington. And I just assume that no matter how sweet I am and how hard I work and how fast I am, that there's always going to be X number of people that are upset with me. Mm-hmm. And for unreasonable reasons, and coming to Portland, the customers are a dream. They're impossibly patient. I, I see them dealing with servers that are doing a bad job mm-hmm. and uh, they will still smile and say, thank you and tip 20%. And I'm like, what planet am I on right now? So the customers here are a dream yeah. <laughs> as I far as customer to, service. I do want to talk about Portland here in just a second, but before we do, yeah. um, tell the wayward artists out there who you are, what you do. And um, I guess like a recap of like how we met and how you've been. Uh, okay. Let's see if I can do this in a, in a good order. Um, I'm John. Um, can you go through the questions again? Uh, who are you, John? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I'm a tall human oh, yeah. as per my, uh, my Instagram bio right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the way we met is that I'm an actor. So, um, you directed a play and I auditioned for it and got in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we met that way. And, uh, I also wait tables and, um, I was a janitor for like five years, but when I moved, I stopped doing the janitor thing. And, um, uh, yeah, just trying my best to, um, sorry, it's, it's just kind of a rambly thought process that I don't know why the question threw me off. It's just like, I've reached a milestone in my life where I'm like constantly reevaluating, like, who am I? What do I believe? Et cetera. Yeah. It's just like some existential dread was trying to seep in there. Yeah. I mean, like you've been through a lot, man. I mean, like you've been through like, knowing you not not to go into like some of the stuff that you shared with me but like uh just seeing your journey is just like it's fascinating like what you've been through like fascinating in the like not in the good way I guess like I think when you say fascinating it means like oh yeah that that was so cool that's so fascinating no I mean like (laughs) it's it's just really interesting like how you overcome your hardships and stuff like that and it's really like yeah I, I could totally see where you're coming from where you're talking about your constantly like reevaluating who you are and what you do um especially like with this move to Oregon like um I I I definitely want to make that like the topic of the show so I won't like uh, go into it too much but um I my question for you is we did direct I did direct to play I directed you in a play called uh Dog Sees God Confessions of Mm -hmm. a Teenage Blockhead by Burt V. Royal whom I gave the original my original director script to my apprentice along with all my other scripts (laughs) <laughs> for a theater so my question for you is like what's your reaction to that like the the guy who like essentially directed like not to toot my own horn but that was a really cool show um, well my first thought is i'm impressed that you didn't call him brett royal <laughs> Bert, like uh you, as someone who's read that script a hundred million times and who is like in, kind of insulted him <laughs> a little bit <laughs> You like, ragged on this man so much. <laughs> I mean, let me let's be honest here. Like, uh, you call your characters uh, uh, CB's sister or like Van's sister or whatever, and not give them a personality. I don't know. I just feel like they could have had a name. Like, why can't you just give them a name? If I was to guess about that, maybe from his point of view, it, it might be him because it's a parody of Charlie Brown. It might just be a critique of 
oh, these characters, we only see them as the sister of so-and-so, like uh. the way that they prioritize. And a lot of TV shows, like the, the male's desires are the most important. So maybe I could be overthinking it, but I think maybe that might be part of why they call them that. Yeah, given to how that script's written, um, I will say maybe you are overthinking it. <laughs> I'm just like teasing you just a little bit, but um, that like that script, um, it, it just gets interpreted in such uh, interesting ways. Let's just say that mm-hmm. not to not to shit on a specific company, which actually I don't, I can't really, I, I don't remember any of the names, but I remember seeing a lot of bad productions of that play, like a lot of them, a lot of them it leaning into the Charlie Brown a lot. they lean into that charlie brown so much and i just took a by the way um i don't know if you watched euphoria um i've i know the memes but i've never watched euphoria i just know that it looks very green there's always green lights everywhere green and blue and purple and there's glitter and and zendaya zendaya like i would have cast zendaya and doubts is god but um i'm just thinking i was looking at the aesthetic and like the themes of the show and like dang i did that didn't i like uh i did it before euphoria yeah i guess so (laughs) which is like (laughs) euphoria was on you would have heard me talk about euphoria rather than riverdale um which was the constant um same thing yeah constant conversation i think euphoria is a better show than riverdale but um i i digress um yeah it's yeah, I think it's really cool, interesting that I directed that show and now I don't direct plays. I just do podcasting and long form content and interviews. Um, but I, I'll value the time that we did that show together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you do too or not. You can you can you can brag on the show. No, like I said, that was something on my bucket list. I just I the way that it came about was I was like. You don't get the things you want unless you ask for them. So I just made a big post like, hey, um, maybe putting it out there will help bring an opportunity to you. And I just listed all these plays I wanted to do in a, in a Facebook group somewhere. And then my friend River said, Gonzaga's doing Dog Sees God. And then you reached out to me after that and um, think skimmed a monologue that I did online one time. So yeah, uh, that's how that came about. To be frank, John, uh, no one could have played Beethoven. Like, literally nobody could have. <laughs> like, I, I really lucked out on, like, such a, a talented, amazing actor. Like, literally nobody could have done what you did. Like, honestly, and, like, given to, like, what what we got at, at GU. Like, I, I get to shit on GU nowadays. <laughs> and, like, that's what I've been doing here. Um, literally no one else could have played that character. And I was glad that it was it was you. Aaron was telling me afterwards that um, I was trying one of the guys play. called back for him was like somebody that legit played the piano beautifully and he kind of looked the way that that character is often cast. I'm like, I had like no chance, but I was like, we're just going to do it anyway. Yeah, I, I was thinking like, yeah, her friend uh, PJ uh, was... No, it wasn't even oh, PJ, it was, it was somebody else. Was I, I mean, I don't... Was I thinking about somebody else? I wasn't sure. <laughs> I don't know what this guy's name. I know who PJ is, but it wasn't PJ. It was somebody that I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, if, yeah. if you don't know, I certainly don't. <laughs> um, but no, that show, that show is ancient history, man. Um, but, but nowadays it's, uh, it helped a lot, I guess, putting into perspective, like what I do and why I do it. And it's to tell stories and this the show has allowed me to do that. And you're kind of honoring the show with like all your pinky, uh, little pinky lights you got. 
Yeah. I just threw up one in the fusion panel because I felt like being artsy today. Okay. Well, um, let's see. What else? Like, uh, that's how we met. Um, mm-hmm. What else can you tell me about John? Like, I, th- I think we kind of stopped there. Oh, God. I wish I could consume more of my coffee before that. Yeah. Um, who is John? God. Um, John's got a boyfriend. Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. What, what's he like? Uh, drives a school bus and is currently playing Legends RCS in the living room right now. Oh, yeah. How's that mm-hmm. game? Like, uh, is he enjoying it? Um, he's, yes, he'll he'll plow through those games in about um, like four or five days tops. Um, and then uh, we'll be talking about the next one waiting for months at a time for it. So yeah. um, he's definitely really good at um, progressing through games. And it takes me um, maybe like three or four months at a time to get through something because I feel very guilty whenever I'm using my time to play video games. Yeah. What do you, what do you normally play? Um, well, uh, basically whatever games that he buys, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll play through it too. Half the time I, I have no idea how to do it. Um, I, one that I like to play a lot is called don't starve together that you can, okay. um, I have it on the PC, but it, you're basically like these little Tim Burton looking drawings, mm-hmm. um, that it's like a, you see how many days you can survive in this, in this little planet full of monsters and it's there's like a day night cycle and um uh, a seasonal cycle too like in the winter you need to have equipment to stay warm so that you don't die mm-hmm. um you have to collect enough food or you're gonna die um you have to have weapons otherwise the monsters will kill you and they'll die it's, yeah. it's not kind of it's a very yeah very um grim game I've been th- I I know I'm familiar with that game. I've never actually played it, but uh it's it's definitely on one of my backlogs, I guess. Like I I I'm I guess I am a video game also, like podcast as well, because I've had a lot of video game personalities on the show. So um I've been trying to play more video games, but I consume a lot of the news and uh, I heard Don't Starve is a really uh like the Don't Starve series is a really good franchise. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, that sounds cool. Um his name is Sam. I've worked with Sam actually. Did you know yes. that? Like did yes. it. okay, that was a fun time. I really did enjoy my time working with Sam. Um, I think uh, I remember I talked to you about like my perspective on children and like how much I want kids and I loved working with them. I think working with Sam and working with his bunch of kids made me hate children actually. <laughs> At the time, like his his kids were um, the, the 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 kids from Wonderful Life. Oh no, no Sam, no 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 no. I worked with Sam uh, as an intern years ago um back in i don't know if i remember this bit then uh, all right well here i'll, I'll tell you this bit back in okay. 2017 i was uh, a quote-unquote intern over at the spokane civic theater and uh they didn't i didn't really know what um i, I didn't really know what i wanted to do like i knew i wanted to do something with costumes i wanted to help out in the theater and i needed like an internship and i knew i couldn't like afford to like go to seattle or go to like a, a different state to like do an internship because um, I was a college student <laughs> uh, making no money. So uh, the Civic uh, took me in and uh, I worked with the Academy for a little bit. And Sam was there. That, that was his first, uh, I think his first stint at the Civic. I think he, um, he was there for a little bit. He quit. And then he came back again. I, I could be miscon- miscombobulating that whole thing. He'd, he'd worked there for about seven <laughs> years before, oh. um, uh the pandemic okay 
Well, maybe yeah. then I'm getting my, yeah, I'm getting my information mixed up, but um, That's okay. yeah, he uh, worked with the Academy. He did all the, uh, um, he'll tell you like <laughs> all those kids, like stepping on the paint, all the kids, like um, just being crazy. And uh, one, one girl there, like she hated Elsa and like she violently hated Elsa. And I just kept, I just kept teasing her and just saying, let it go, let it go. And she would like, she literally hit me. She hit me. And I'm like, girl, calm down. <laughs> like it was kind of, it was wild times. And uh, at that moment, I just, and I, uh, we also worked on uh, Wanda's World, which was like a, um, a play. It was a play. But it was a play about acceptance because this gal had like a little, this middle schooler, high schooler had like a growth on her face and that made her ugly. I, I, I again, I could be mixing it up that show. I, I kind of bury it deep, <laughs> um, but it's where I met my, uh, my apprentice, Elias, uh, Elias Rubin, who at the time was 12 years old, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. like, and now he's like 19. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like uh, crazy times, man. That's the first time I worked with Sam and I liked Sam. I think he was really nice. And you had better experience with kids after that, right? Oh yeah, I think the wonderful yeah. life, like kids, like the like the babysitting aspect in general was a lot of fun. Uh, it wasn't fun as an artist, that's for sure. Uh, being the last thing I ever directed ever, like that sucked. Mm-hmm. But um, working with those kids, I still I still connected them, and they and they watch my stuff, so it's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I think the difference there is that's with the the studio or whatever the first program was called um academy the academy that's the difference between people that are paying to make their kids do this thing as opposed to the kids that audition for the things because they want to do it yeah the academy that might that might be why the it was better the second time yeah i love the academy but like let me tell you something about that like that was it was hella expensive it's hella expensive man like um Mm -hmm. i auditioned for like their 12th night thing and two hundred dollars $200. $200. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> for- yeah. I, I remember seeing that you had to pay to do some of those things. And I'm like, why would anybody pay to, to be yeah. in a play? Yeah. Like I, at this point, I, I can't justify doing plays for free anymore. Cause it's too expensive to be alive Yeah, at this time. And, uh, there was, I, I had, uh, auditioned for a musical not long ago that I really wanted to do, but, and then I was invited to call Max, but it was a um, very, very hard time the last few months. And uh, I realized it would be best for me to say, you know what, my circumstances have changed. I actually can't participate anymore, which is too bad because it was a bucket list thing. Um, but it would have been driving an hour to and from rehearsals uh, multiple times a week and um, having to request off a certain amount of time and I can't afford to do that anymore yeah which is sad because it's it's a really it's a it's very different from film yeah it's like it's almost like a um it's almost like playing a rec sport you know where you you choose to be around all these people for a lot of time you really bond over it Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I feel that like for me, it it was also like a money thing, like um, with my job currently, I do like my job in the respect that it is eight to five every time or or seven to four on some days, consistently Monday through Friday, 
And at the time when I was doing theater, like, oh, that's great. You do the, yep. uh, you do the eight to five and then spend an hour. And then you do the five to eight. <laughs> yeah. But like you do it for free. And it's just like, imagine, like, I don't, ha- I just didn't have the spoons anymore to like tolerate that. Like, cause what if you work on something doo-doo, you know, like that's like complete crap. And you're like, shoot, I've committed myself to doing this. Sh- like, not only is, is my job hard cause I'm in healthcare, <laughs> but now I have to do a play that like is awful like, and it takes up most of my day and my nighttime and bedtime, you know, like I, just, yeah. like, I can't do that. Like I go home nowadays and I, I take a, a 7 PM nap so I can stay up and enjoy the evening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, it's, yeah, I just didn't have the spoons for it. I didn't have the spoons to like be disrespected uh, in the field. Whereas like whenever I did my own thing, uh, people seemed to enjoy it. People uh, liked what I was doing. Uh, I felt respected and I felt appreciated and what I was doing like by myself, you know? So working with other people on their own stuff, it just, especially for free, like it didn't jive with me. I just couldn't do it anymore. That and um, between like my, the school, like I just wasn't happy with a lot of the, like the school stuff. So that's why I left theater. Uh, and it was mm-hmm. for the best. I, I don't miss my theater books that I gave away to uh, my apprentice. So it's, I know it's. I'm sure you have viewpoints memorized at this point because you talked about it so much. Viewpoints are (laughs) the viewpoints uh, are gone. Like uh, I think anything I've learned in theater, it's uh, it's dying uh, a slow death. Um, But you know, it was stuff I I don't use anymore. Uh, That'd be a that'd probably be a fun short story. You're just writing about you're blocking that away in the back of your brain. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like (laughs) balance the space. what 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 else did we do for viewpoints? Balance the space, uh, move in weird lines, um, jump at the same time. What what else did I make you do? <laughs> um, we would all we would walk around and then stop at the same time, and then one person would say their line, and we oh. would wait till everyone was done saying their lines, and then just keep going. That yeah. we were we were revolving around be like like she was the nucleus of an atom. <laughs> oh, th- those some of those moments were kind of cool but like those are um and I, I i wouldn't do that anymore i i think like if i were to get back into theater like i wouldn't have done all that weird stuff i think i think when you're in college it's fine but um i don't know probably wouldn't do that but nowadays uh the next live show i i think it'll be interesting to see if i can make this podcast into like some kind of a live show a live theater event in some way not acted or scripted or anything it, it's like a comic-con kind of deal where they're just they're up at a table and people are watching yeah up on a table or like it's an event with music and maybe there is a skit here and there but like it's i haven't used my theater at all like no one taught me about lights i have two key lights and my my phone's a camera (laughs) so uh, which is like emitting like flash into my eyes so i can i can hardly see but i look great i think but um yeah i don't miss it but I don't also, I also don't hate like the stuff that I did, you know, particularly. So you're, and you were a part of that, you know, I, I, I haven't sp- talked to Erin in a while, but I know she got a platypus tattoo based off Doxy's God, which is like, I do remember her sending a Snapchat of, of a new tattoo. Yeah. Crazy. Like that. She would do that. Insane. Didn't um, Ruby <laughs> get one too? She got a butterfly and she did like, because of dogs he's got because you know the platypus turning into the butterfly that whole scene and uh she told me live on the show and i almost cried because i was like are you fucking crazy 
<laughs> you got a tattoo from that show? Like of all the shows in the of all the shows you worked on, like it's, well, it's, it's, I don't think it's a show. I think she was just really proud of like her and Aaron making that little like very silly moment that yeah. um meant so much to the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and it, it's just, I don't know. It's the thing I curated, you know, like I uh, proposed and stuff. Like it's I don't know. It's uh, it's just a weird feeling. Weird, like I don't know. <laughs> to say like I directed that show and they got tattoos from that show that I directed. That's crazy. Like where's your tattoo, Sid? I almost got one and I <laughs> I'm honestly glad I didn't. <laughs> I was gonna so if you remember the poster, um the, the squigglies like, over squiggly. I was Anna gonna get drew it, it, right? Uh yeah, Anna drew it. I was gonna get it on my hand. Like is that because I always wanted a hand tattoo. If you're feeling non-committal, definitely don't put it on your hands. Yeah. Exactly. Just put it somewhere where you don't you won't see it unless you're looking for it. Yeah, I'll get the creepy piano on my rib, you know, like the <laughs> the death piano. <laughs> I don't know if I know that. The piano, you know, the where the where Denny like oh, your hands. Okay. I, I thought that you were referring to some like well-known like picture of like a, a scary piano. That piano but you was... mean when when Denny was yeah. Yeah, if um okay. if you were there during like when uh, Matthew Boss who made that um like if, when you were there like the first time and when you actually used it like the first time it scared me man I mean it got it got chills down my spine like it was like oh this is you can actually crush John's hands on this how are we gonna <laughs> how, how are we not gonna do that you know safety and I don't that. remember how we did it um, I just remember that I sucked that because Charlie was telling me how to like fall in a way that wouldn't hurt myself and I kept landing on the the extension cord of the thing so I'd always get a really nasty bruise along the side of my ass yeah well that and um yeah because Charlie didn't do a good job there but also um <laughs> like um like I just remember it like I remember the one scene like the one time we did the rehearsal and you were like frantically <laughs> putting the piano together at the same time um, this is because okay. I was borrowing my friend Forrest's um, keyboard mm-hmm. and there was some like button that if you accidentally hit it, it would play this really upbeat bubblegum music. Yeah. And I think it was when, um, when, when um, PJ was um, filming the footage for the trailer and uh, it was like a dress rehearsal mm-hmm. um, that happened. And I just had, to, I, I was like, reacting to the pain very loudly as I'm like running, trying to like unplug it. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. I mean, um, like yeah, that was definitely a weird, like it was weird when it happened, but like looking back on it, it was definitely funny. Um, well, John, I want to like, uh, it was nice reminiscing about like the old days, which it definitely mm-hmm. <laughs> can you three years, man, like three or four years. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Fe- yeah. It was February the Feb- first week of february something like that yeah was when the show debuted but i was working on that show in 2018 uh yes. summer 2018 so i think yeah a good four years of my life um you know which is yeah uh, whatever it was nice reminiscing about it but i want to get to talking about you but before we okay. do that uh, i want to remind the wayward artists out there that this is the rewind it's part of the wayward world podcast where each and every sunday i sit with a wayward artist as we talk about someone or something they're thankful for or whatever it is i want to talk about if you like that please subscribe to youtube um we don't have a url yet because you need to have 100 subscribers to have a url so please subscribe so you can have a url in the meantime look us up on 
YouTube by searching the Wayward World podcast. There will show up. You can watch the rewind. You can watch Are You There? It's my solo series that I post once in a while. Right now, we're reacting to the book of Boba Fett with Jeff, with Jeff, Jeff Bryan. So make sure you check that out as well. Lots of cool stuff coming out on that channel. Um, if you want to listen to the audio version of the show, go subscribe on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anything with the cast at the end, we're there, including Facebook. So if you want to uh, argue with your QAnon grandma on uh, some weird Facebook conspiracy uh, and listen to this show, please do that. And if you're listening on the metaverse, hey, y'all, what's up? That's a weird thing. Um, and then let's see, patreon.com slash wayward world podcast, <laughs> where at the dollar level, you could buy me something off the dollar menu at McDonald's or uh, at the $5 above, you can support the show um, by getting exclusive content like newsletters. Uh, what else did we get? Oh, episodes early and uh, hangouts every month and uh, possibly being a guest on the show. So make sure you subscribe, patreon.com slash wayward world podcast. And follow us on social media. Shout out to Jared Petty. We haven't done the Jared Petty shout out in a long time. Who is my podcast dad? Uh, he hasn't uploaded in a while. Go give him some love. Now, John, I tell you laugh. I was losing it at arguing your QAnon grandma. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, why would you why would you listen to a podcast on Facebook? <laughs> what? Just like somebody's grandma, like being with it enough that they want to follow QAnon. Yeah. And- <laughs> It's they're out there, man. Like this is uh, how do you think this pandemic happened? <laughs> like, well, um, it's happened because of COVID, but like also the the slowness and the the misery of it all, you know, because of wrong information. But I digress. Let's not talk about that, uh, John. Now, um, one of the like interesting things that you told me, like when um, I think last year, like or maybe two years ago, like whenever we before the last time we we spoke. Was that you went to Oregon out of the blue suddenly, mm-hmm. <laughs> even like uh, on the podcast. Like, I don't think like when we, when I interviewed you, you were still in Spokane. So yes, I'm just curious what happened. Like, uh, why did uh, you move? Like for the, well, the wayward artist, I think like I have an idea, but, mm-hmm. but for the people out there. Well, when I first moved out to the West coast, Washington was never my plan. And um, it was sort of an afterthought my dad suggested when I was a homeless Canadian and uh, that my next stop was like, well, the California. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in Washington and then I was in Washington way longer than I ever thought I was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I stuck around because um, these opportunities kept coming along. Like uh, I was around the time that dog sees God was happening. I had the plan that in April, I was going to be moving out of Washington and going down to LA. And then um, <clears throat> a little bit after dogs has got, I got a phone call from uh, uh, his name's Daniel Hunt. And he, um, he owns a, well, he owns a lot of businesses, but he and his wife were running Redbird Theater. Um, and I think they now are jointly working with somebody. I think her name is Laura Little. I think Marie, um, the the wife in that duo, um, is like apprenticing with her a little bit, and they're running her their traditions of Christmas thing. They were doing a musical. It was going to be their first show, and um, they they're one of those um, kind folk higher up where they're like, let's pay our actors, <laughs> and then they're like, um, so we saw you in the Charlie Brown musical. 
would you like to be in our show? Um, and they like told me that how much it was going to pay and when it was going to be. And so I, I called my dad I'm like, Hey, I don't, uh, I just got this crazy opportunity. Uh, what do you think I should do? Um, and, uh, my dad will like do a rosary for like all, me, all my siblings. Um, pretty sure now all of his grandkids too. Um, and his brothers and sisters. And he said, actually just finished praying your rosary today. So I don't know, take that as you will, but I think, you know, you should take it. So since that was going to be September, I delayed my, my move to September and I ended up getting the biggest acting job I ever had that summer. And then, um, uh, around that time, um, there was this Turkish filmmaker in town that told me that she had an opportunity coming up for something in February. Um, I actually found out about that through my friend, Cassandra. Um, and, uh, that ended up not happening, but, um, not long thereafter the pandemic happened and my mom was like, it's just not a good idea to be around a ton of people right now. So I just kept postponing and postponing that move. And, um, it seems like in California, it's a whole lot of people doing the same thing. So it's very saturated. And it's a lot of people competing for bit parts. And I thought that the quality of life in Oregon would be better. Um, they have a better film incentive than Washington did. So I, I had sent in a grant application for this movie that I wrote. Um, and when I, my plan was if I get it, I'm gonna stay around another summer and I'm gonna do this movie. If I don't get it, I think that's a sign it's time to go. I didn't get it. So uh, I made the choice to move. Um, and then shortly after I moved, um, Washington is now up for a giant boost in their film incentive, which has never happened. And I've had a professional, her name is Jody Rothfield, was telling me, hey, Washington, it does not look like it's going to be happening here. I see all the jobs going to uh, Canada and, you know, down to Oregon and California. They're up for a giant boost in their film incentive, which is great for them. Less great for me. Um, and they got a TV show, limited series, and they got another feature film. Oh, nice. um, so I'm like hearing about this all secondhand. Um, but uh, everything that I've gotten since I've been down here um, has been stuff that I found independent of my agency. So I've had to work 12 times as hard to book out my calendar. But that is why I chose to move down. I thought that um, it'd be nice to have weather again um because it rains maybe like three days out of the year in Spokane um it actually rains plenty here it's a little closer to what I grew up with um nice. although no just a little bit of snow around Christmas but it doesn't really snow here that much um so like the ground goes from being dust in the summer to soup in the winter <laughs> <laughs> yeah I um, like I can't yeah. complain about the I can't complain about the snow, honestly. I wouldn't complain about it if I were you. It's uh, it was it's been bad times over here with the snow. <laughs> I'm I'm not jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, it sounds like you definitely have better opportunities over there in Oregon than you did in Washington. I mean, granted, wow. um, I feel like your time in Washington, like you've uh, you found a lot of things going on. First, you know, Doxy's God, like uh, not to again, not to toot my own horn, but that I that was I definitely since... a highlight of being there was Doxy's God, though. Wow. Well, thank you. You said it, not me. <laughs> I, I will, I will um, inflate your ego here. I, that was, it was a very, very meaningful moment to me. And it, it helps me make choices to improve my life in a good way. So look at that. 
there we go. Um, we do talk about that in, ther- in in my therapy, although I haven't seen my therapist in a bit because of insurance. Um, but we'll we'll get we'll get to we'll get to fixing that here eventually. But um, yeah. Um, but not only that, like you've had success. You know, you, you met Sam, like yes. in um, in Spokane, and I didn't. Did he have his dog already? Like Thor. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. So you, you had a dog. You had a boyfriend. Like you had more friends and opportunities. I saw you, uh, I think last year it was, or maybe two years ago, like in a commercial, like for um, like the mall. <laughs> uh, yeah, that came out when we started rehearsing your play. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, that's interesting. <laughs> I, uh, that's, um, yeah, I, I, time's a weird thing. I, I, I don't remember when exactly when I, when I saw it, but then I saw it. I was like, oh, John, that's John. <laughs> yes. Um, that's but, me from the side for a second. <laughs> yeah. But it seemed like, yeah, you've always, like, as long as I've known you, like, your 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 stay here would have was always going to be temporary, um, it sounded like. And, um, yeah, you not getting the grant and stuff like that and moving to Portland. It sounds like you've had a lot more opportunities in Portland than you did in Washington. Can you, like, elaborate on that a little bit? Like, what, what does that mean, like, for John specifically? both in your career and maybe if you're comfortable in your personal life. Yeah. Um, I guess starting career wise, um, I, I signed with my agent in 2016, um, at the very end of the year. It's like Halloween when I signed with them and I had a commercial. And that was it. In 2017, I booked two commercials with them and then that was it. 2018. I like, worked a lot um um i got like a fair enough that's when i started like um auditioning for a lot of the like local indie films and whatever was going on um because more people started to do things around then um and then like 2019 i booked the booked the most work i ever had my whole life made the most money i ever did Mm -hmm. my life acting and i i was under the um I was under the impression that possibly that could mean that I was just really getting my foot in the door and things could really take off. Um, and then the last thing I booked with them was in 2019. It was like September. Um, it was a commercial for Montana Lottery, I think. And uh, and I I had dogs. He's gone at the beginning of the year. I was into the woods that summer. Made a lot of money doing that. I home sweet home and happened. Um, and then I haven't booked anything with my agency since then, um, which was like, it shook me a little bit. I'm like, have I, have I lost it here? Um, I think a lot of the, the stuff that you're able to book is like local to Spokane because the, the bigger the market gets, like if you go to Seattle or Portland, you're competing with like 12 agencies instead of two. Um, so everything that I booked when I moved down here is things that I found going through tons of Facebook, uh, Facebook pages. And, um, I, I have a couple of friends from Eastern that moved down here before I did. So, um, the stuff that I found out about from them, it's a little bit harder to, um, sort of find your connections down here. Cause there are just so many people, um, as opposed to Spokane, when you're, once you've met everybody, you're going to be doing like seven, eight projects with them in a year. 
Um, like, uh, I don't know if you know Sarah Joy Van Boven in Sounds Spokane. Familiar. Do you know her? It sounds familiar, but probably have a connection. She was my mom in like 12 things. And then we started to play like different characters. Like she was my boss in one thing. And then um, she was trying to kill me in another thing. Uh-huh. Um, and we became really close friends to that. And of course, Cassandra Carpenter, who um, she she does um, uh, uh, an evil doll character for Scary Wood in Silverwood. And um, she's a makeup artist, a model. Um, she just started doing a whole ton of films right around the same time I started to do films in Spokane. And uh, going to be in her wedding. So it's exciting. Oh, um, uh, I'm so grateful for met those two. But um, I'm starting to meet some people down here. It's just, it was a, a bit of a slow start. So in a rambly way, that's why moving, I when I realized I just, there wasn't any more opportunity for me in Washington. And I was getting, I felt like I was getting overlooked a lot. Um, I, I moved to Oregon and I've only recently started to get, the director of Home Sweet Home just messaged me the other day asking if I was still in Washington. That's the first person that asked about me since I moved yeah. um, about projects. So it, it took oh, a long oh, oh, time. Projects. Okay. I was like, yeah, I'm yeah, the yeah. first person who asked about no, you. I'm like, no, hello. No. I talked. <laughs> I've talked to you, talked to Cassandra. Um, I'm glad that I got off of Facebook in 2020 because it was a rotten place for a long time, but I lost touch with so many people because I wasn't staying on Facebook. I just didn't know what's going on with almost anybody um, because I'm the type that I write letters to a bunch of people and I'll maybe one or two people write back. So um, I can reach out, but there's only so often that you know, I can expect people to write back to me. Yeah, exactly. But that was the work reason for moving to Oregon. And then personal, um, uh, I, I think there's a lot of trauma tied to things that happened in the, the time that I was homeless, which was in both Spokane and Vancouver, BC. Um, so I think getting to a new place and starting over again, it sucks to start over again. It sucks so bad to have to start over and lose so many friends because, you know, I'll, I'll reach out to people, but it's hard to get people to keep in touch with me. And that's how it felt when I left Pennsylvania, you know, when I, you know, finished school. Um, it, it, it was good to start over again and it was good to have weather again and uh, got a new dog to be a companion for Thor when we got down here. Um, and, uh, I finally got to start doing things that I've wanted to do for a long time, like get a work desk and, you know, buy a nice couch and actually start to get things that are a little more permanent as opposed to my apartment in Spokane. When we did our last podcast, I had a couch and a bed, and that was the only furniture in my whole place because I was, I just trying to live with only what I could fit into my Subaru, which died not oh. long ago. Part of why December sucked, I had to buy a new car. And yeah. it's horrendous trying to buy a car with the pandemic going on. Yeah. Um, so they work life, um, home life. That's why I chose to go to Oregon. Yeah. No, um, like in contrast to like your time in Canada and Spokane, like now you have like you have somebody there with you to share that journey. Cause like Sam's that makes life 12 times better, 12 times easier. 
hands yeah. down. Yeah, I bet. Like, I couldn't imagine. Like, I, I get this constant like anxiety because like I do want to move uh, eventually, like um, to somewhere. But there's also like the idea of like being alone and having to do it all alone, <laughs> which is like not fun to like think about. So uh, I'm I'm kind of grateful for where I am right now uh, mm-hmm. in this house, uh, rent free. Um, like it's 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 a good gig in my opinion, but um, no, like it sounded like you needed to get out. You needed to grow. Like you were kind of stuck where you are. Like you weren't getting the opportunities. Like um, if we're talking about like the agency, like I, I, I was a part of the same agency as well. I never got a single gig from them. Uh, we had different experiences with them. Yeah. Granted um, like not to talk about like anyone like in specifically, but like I, they, they just really wanted me to like do work like while I was in school. And I was like, no, like I'm in school, man. I can't go to Seattle in two days. Are you crazy? <laughs> I can't do that. Like it's, uh, I don't know, but um, it's, I stopped hearing from them too. So I don't know if I'm a part of their thing. I'm, uh, I still hear from them. It's really? just, yeah. Cause you know, most of the time the emails you get will be available checks and I'll, I've had to, to decline uh, more than I did when I was in Washington because it'll be on a day when I already I either have a booking or I'm at work and mm-hmm. there's just not enough time to get off to because they're one of the things I got sent for was like to drive to Seattle for a gig that was 75 bucks which I'm grateful for whatever I can make but it would have cost more to get there and back and to request off work than would have been to do gigs so that kind of thing I have to say no Crazy. but um most of the things that I say yes I'm available for i don't even get picked for an audit. I'm not what people are looking for in, in like acting things right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've moved in a, in a good direction where a lot of people that have been very underrepresented are being sought out. Mm-hmm. I'm not what people are looking for right now. Yeah. So the pickings are slim and, um, and uh, seldom does it work out that I'll uh, even... There's this new phenomenon where I'll submit for something that's on the indie level and um, they won't even send me the audition thing. Still, write back to me a month later saying we've cast the role, but thank you for sending us an email. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, that that seems like way worse. Because whenever I got those availability checks, like, and sometimes I would reply, sometimes I don't, because I'm just like I, I can't do it. I didn't know you like the etiquette was like, yeah, you're you're supposed to decline, but usually I just don't respond. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is like but, yeah not a good thing not to anybody thing. listening don't do what Sid did just yeah. say that you can't go yeah yeah that's that that is definitely true but I feel like the, the couple times where I did decline like they email me back like hey why'd you decline this I'm like I'm at work <laughs> like um but what I digress uh, what, what what I'm um what I'm trying to say here is like I'm grateful that I was I think I am still a part of it Maybe they dropped me, which I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> like they're they're not my field anymore. Like they're not like I'm not interested in going to acting right now. I'm doing social media. Like I'm trying to be an influencer, so I'm tr- trying to get an agent for that aspect of it. Like the mm-hmm. content creating like aspect. Like I did apply for one place that I still haven't heard back from. That you know people like my mutuals are like a part of mutuals who are like up and coming and like they they have better success than I do so um right now like it's just like different strokes like I I, I'm kind of glad like if they did drop me I'm kind of glad you know like I wasn't getting anything out of it but um yeah what's it like looking for an an agent for social media things how's that I'm not 
yeah you know i'm not like what i'm looking for is someone who could like um give me an audience especially like an audience with like these big like brands like specifically the one i applied for um they have connections to twitch and youtube and stuff like that and that's where what i'm interested in like for like that interview like style type thing like um and to like connect with like other creators who are in like that that realm a lot of people i i want to interview are are on twitch are on youtube so to get me access to that pool that would be really dope (laughs) um to give me access like to figure out how to brand a little bit better and like to grow my audience a lot more i need that like more than just like you know when i was doing like with the acting one it was just like uh train (laughs) go to a Mm -hmm. workshop or something like that like um they do they do a lot more to like manage you as a person like and i need like someone to be able to do that for me and to be like hey sid's putting out a really some good content so we're gonna we're gonna put them up front you know what i'm saying so that's that's kind of like what i'm looking for um i don't know any names specifically so i only really applied to like one thing um to like one person the other the other thing about agents uh nowadays and what i tell my my, my apprentices, everything. It's like, don't apply for like to, for an agent, a, a good, like if you're, if you do the work hard enough, like I feel like an agent will come to you with like an opportunity. Like I think, and that's how it's supposed to be, you know, like an agent's going to come to you and like, Hey, I want to represent you and your brand type of deal. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's, I feel like that's how you should approach it. You know? Cause like when I, when I went and sought out like this, the, the, the talent agency that we were both a part of, um, like, I just feel like I wasn't prepared enough. Like I didn't have enough experience, but they still let me in anyway, you know? Um, and so like, that's why I wasn't getting a lot of opportunities was because like, I didn't have enough experience, but I did have an agent. Um, so not their fault that I wasn't getting things, mostly my fault, to be honest. But at the same time, uh, the opportunities that were presented to me, I didn't get them. I didn't get past the availability check. And I was just like, dude, I just want to audition. <laughs> like mm-hmm. what, what, what's the point of these stupid emails? Like, just give me an audition. I'll go (laughs) like, uh, you want me to be available for something that's in two days. And, uh, possibly I won't even like, like, I have to like negotiate with my boss. It's like, Hey, I may or may not have to leave like the restaurant business uh, for two days to maybe go to Seattle. And then even if they did grant it to me that like, I, I didn't ever had enough PTO. So that would be two days of doing nothing. And not getting like even the a foot in the audition. It I don't know silly things like with the acting and stuff like that. But um, what I'm trying to say is I think a good agent, like an agent, is going to come to you, like if you work hard enough and you put yourself out there. And I think that's how I choose to approach it. Like um, unless that agent can give me something that I want. And I think like when I applied for this influencer social media thing, uh, based on you know, a couple other people that I follow being a part of it, they can offer me things that I need. And that's why I want them. And I didn't have to pay. Um, not saying that our agency had made us pay anything, but. Uh, Ours is one of the, I, I thought a good agency is one that doesn't charge you period. But what I found with a lot of agencies in Oregon is they all have fees built into certain things there. As opposed to our agency, well, mine, formerly yours, possibly, yeah. um, is that they will cover our casting sites. They don't make us pay for having a profile on their website, though I think 
the profiles are still down when we got hacked forever ago by like bots from Russia. Oh, um, okay. Um, they didn't send that, that email. <laughs> um, and I, things we have, we have a good one. I mean, they're not super well connected with bigger markets, like competing that way, but what they do for us is great. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing. If an agent wants you to pay for anything, you say no, yeah. <laughs> like absolutely not. No way. I would, you should be them. interviewing them as well when, yeah. when they're interviewing you. <laughs> yeah. Like an agent's supposed to represent you. You're not supposed to pay them money. Are you crazy? <laughs> like, yeah, that's I, why they get paid when you get paid. If they're making you yeah. pay when you're not getting paid, that is a bad situation. Exactly. <laughs> that's an abusive relationship. Yeah. No way. No way. Jose, like uh, you're already taking out of my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, this whole talk about agency, like what I was trying to get at is like, yeah, I feel you on the no opportunities here. And it sounded like you were a fish out of water when you moved to Portland. Um, has it been better on you on your mental health, like living in uh, Portland compared to Washington? Like, you, cause you talked about um, the trauma and stuff like that a little bit about being homeless in both Canada and, and Spokane for a time. Like, do you feel like maybe your mental health is in a better place than it used to be when you were living here here in I think, Washington. I think I'm probably better equipped to deal with things, but it, it's hard to say just because it's under a pandemic circumstance. So um, I just had dinner with Sam and my friends from Eastern the other day when I was loading them out some microphones. Um, aside from that though, um, so we're really trying to stay away from people because uh, CDC now, apparently it's, it's not, if you get COVID, it's when you get COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying my best to stay away from people at the moment. So it's, it's, it's just kind of hard when it feels like it, it's difficult to make meaningful friendships and meet up with people and do things. Um, Cause in Spokane, I at least had the luxury of meeting and hanging out with people, you know, and, you know, being able to give people a hug, just things you can't really do now. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's hard to say just because it's still a pandemic circumstance. And uh, I, it's, I think recently it's sort of, it's like a rejuvenated fear in the way that it was during the first lockdowns where I was in, put in some circumstances where I was, I was being asked to do things that were not safe on sets um, uh, before there was a vaccine, and um, and I had just a lot of fear about getting sick because of the just the prospect of like irreparable damage to like your lungs. It's not something that I want because I I want to live an active lifestyle, um, and you know if it affects your ability to sing too, that's something that I do every day for myself. So um, uh, the fact that it's mutated so much that um, I have, I got my booster shot not long ago, but the fact that you can be vaccinated, have your booster shot, you can be taking care of yourself and you can still get like deathly sick from this. Cause like, I know people that have gotten all their shots and then they still get like very, very ill afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think there's like, I feel like there's a little bit of stigma with it too. Kind of like, you know, if somebody gets like an STD, there's a little bit of a judgment there, I think. Um, 
which is a, a bias that I have built into my brain. I feel the same way about COVID where it's just like a pride thing where I'm like, I can't get this because not only will I be exposing other people I care about to it, but yeah. um, I'm rambling, but basically it's, it's hard to, to gauge if it's been good in that sense because um, it's really hard to make friends. But weather-wise, my living situation, how much I am valued at my job, et cetera. It's, it's been leaps and bounds better. Yeah. Especially like nowadays with COVID, like I think compared to earlier in the pandemic, like I think the middle of last year, I think people are at a, a little bit more of a comfortable place with the pandemic. I feel like um, things are going down. Um, we, we were still masking. I mean, there was that one point where we weren't masking anymore, which is like, yeah. like interesting to think about, but um you know, we had our shots and everything, but now everyone's, everyone I've known has gotten sick so far, you know, including my mother. I don't know if I mentioned that at the pre-show or at the you top did. of this. Uh, yeah. uh, it was the pre-show or like the the top of the show. Like, I can't remember. I, I think it was during the show. Okay. Well, whichever period. Yeah. My mom got it. She's just has a cold. Um, but, you know, I haven't gotten it, which is like, um, you know, I, I took an at-home test to make sure I didn't get it. So, yeah. I would. you know, I, if I get it, man, like, I really hope it's before my Disneyland trip. Like that's just, please let me go on this damn trip. I really want to go so bad. Like I just, I'm directing something in a few weeks. I'm not getting COVID right now because I want to make this happen. You know? Yeah. You don't get COVID, but like, I, like, if it's going to happen, I feel like it's going to inevitably happen to me. Like with my mom being sick, her partners in the house and me working in healthcare, uh, take the bus. I don't really go out too much. Like, I'm surprised I didn't get COVID when I was at Disneyland the first time in October. Like no one was wearing masks, you know, like there were moments where I let my guard down and I didn't wear my mask either. Like outside, like inside you had to wear the mask, Uh, especially in Universal Studios Hollywood, where uh, I feel like it's more condensed in there uh, compared to Disneyland. Disneyland's a little bit more open. Um, So everyone had to wear a mask. Everyone had to have their vaccine status too at Universal Studios, which I appreciate Universal for doing that. Disney still hasn't done that. Uh, different rules, I guess, Anaheim and Hollywood, they're all different. (laughs) But um, yeah, I, I, I've gotten to the point with this pandemic is where it sucks, because it feels like people don't care, you know, so um, exactly, which is like, it's a bummer, because I still very much care. But like, I guess I, I care more about my friends and not getting them sick. And like, I'm not seeing any plays like that are going on, because like, I, I've been exposed. Are there plays going on in Spokane right now? Yeah, um, Civic's doing plays, Stage Left, like they're all indoors. Um, I thought Civic's were getting delayed. Oh, no, they, uh, uh, it, I think maybe you're thinking of Stage Left, because Stage Left had to delay their show. By well, Sam's working on on a thing with Civic right now, and they had to post, he was supposed to go up a few weeks ago to help with that, but they had to postpone oh. it. Uh, I don't know, have, <laughs> uh, the play that goes wrong is still going on um, over there, so that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Something maybe you should talk to. <laughs> um, he's being very responsible, you know, keeping his distance. But uh, yeah, he's yeah. going up to help them with something um, that they asked him to help design. So yeah, so um, I'm just I've been in the acceptance of like, okay, let's just get it and get it over with type of thing. Oh I, no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> like if, I just, if, when that happens, I'm just ready to lay over and die. I can't. I can't let myself get there. Yeah, I mean, I. I think I'll be okay. Like I, I have all my, my shots and everything. And I, I react really well when I'm sick. 
like I've noticed with my body, uh, granted like mental health and everything, like uh, usually isn't that great, but I, um, I feel like I'll be fine. I, you know, knock on wood, everything. Like, I know it's all scary. I feel like if I got COVID two years ago, if I got COVID two years ago, John, <laughs> two, like it's been two years. <laughs> um, I would definitely yeah, be, I would definitely be more afraid of like this virus, but I, I don't know. I feel, I feel, I feel it's like, been, we've been desensitized to it just I, yeah. like, you know, other things. Yeah. And I just, I really just want it to happen before my trip. Like if it, if it is like, or after, you know, let, let me just have that one week where I don't get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's the only week I want. Cause I spent a lot of money on this trip. Uh, there's a lot of uh, travel insurance on it. So like, I, at least I can get my money back, but you know, it's, I just hope, I, I just hope I don't get s- sick before the trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, um, talking, but yeah, it's definitely been hard with the pandemic and everything like going on and making friends. I bet like um, you probably like, it sounds like you're not making enough friends here in Portland. I'm starting to make some, some connections that seem like they're a little more starting to become friendship while also still having to deal with like making things. Cause you know, mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes I feel bad where like, you ever feel like you reach out to somebody just when it's like about a, like a work thing or like you need something. I try my best to, to just reach out to people when I don't need something from them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there are some friendships I have here that were very much about let's make something and that, that are now sort of like a, how are you? Or, well, what's up? But, you know, we always, you know, when, when it's like an artistic thing, you always want to be talking about making something because that's what makes you excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got to do something last summer, which it was, uh, it was a movie called Flirting with the Devil. Um, where there's this lady named Mary Jane, um, who I would consider a, a, a friend now. And she talks to me via text and email the way that my mom does. And she's very cute. <laughs> um, yeah. But she uh, spent a night unwittingly with uh, Ted Bundy in the 70s. So she wrote a movie about it. So I got to do that. And um, so sort of a friend of her and then Roman, who is the director and um, doing another movie with Roman this coming summer. Um, so it's, uh, it's starting to seem like I'm making some, and I'm actually going out to meet, um, a significantly older actor on Monday when I'm driving out to, um, McMinnville, which is adjacent to where I live in Portland, um, to set up a lighting floor pan. And cause I'm, I'm actually filming a movie in Mary Jane's guest house, um, in February. Um, I'm getting uh, coffee with another actor that had submitted for my project I didn't end up casting him but I did want to work with him and he's like yeah let's just talk like meet up and talk about like movies and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um so we're starting to get there slowly <laughs> yeah well you've only been there for about a, a year you know close right? to it it was the beginning of May beginning of May last year yeah okay so, yeah, I mean, I guess these things take time. I mean, I remember when I moved to Spokane back in 2013, it was a long time, <laughs> almost 10 years. Um, like, it took me a while. Like, I, I have no connections to Saudi Arabia anymore. So it's just like, I'm a Spokane, like, native now. So, um, yeah, it took me a while to, like, 
make the connections that I, you know, I've lost people and I've gained people nowadays. It's definitely harder to hang out with people, not just, um, I think mainly because of the pandemic, but also, uh, now that I'm not in theater anymore, like I don't have, that's going to be hard. Yeah. It's hard in a lot of aspects. One, now I have to be the, that person, you know, the person that's like, um, Hey, do you want to hang out? No, sorry. Um, I'm doing a play. I'm on the other side of it now. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Sid. That yeah. sucks so hard. Cause you had so many friends that were specifically in that too. And yeah. that's when you're in theater, that's their life. Like that you see them in rehearsal or at the show. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't see them at all. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, but, but going off of that, like I lost the, the community aspect, which, um, you know, I talk about it in my, like the interview I did in the Spokane Coeur d'Alene Living Magazine where, um, yeah, this art, like doing this podcast is, it's lonely. It's lonely to do it at this show. I mean, it, it's fun to collaborate and talk with like people um, and get to know them a little bit more. But uh, yeah, it's definitely hard to make friends nowadays, um, especially queer friends. I notice I don't have a lot of queer friends. And I'm just like, I go to work and all of the people I work with, who I love, who listen to the show. Um, I think a lot, some of them, a lot of them are good people. <laughs> um, they, uh, they um, roast them. Come on. They'll listen uh, to it. Yeah. yeah they'll, well, no, the, the people that matter uh, won't listen to it. But um, what I'm getting at is like, they're not, they're not, first of all, they're not my age. And the other is like, they're not queer, which is like, I, I kind of want I want more people in that realm, you know, and to mm-hmm. potentially, you know, have a partner. <laughs> like, I think that's how you get what, get one of those is if you know other people that are like you. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've been struggling to figure out how to do that. That is not like, yeah, let's go to a bar or let's go to a, a nightclub, which is, uh, which is where a lot of this queer stuff happens. Like there isn't, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Tinder. Tinder. I tried Tinder and that doesn't work either. <laughs> it didn't know. work for me until it worked for me oh okay. so. that's fair i mean maybe one day it'll happen i have a very like um, it's not an awful story like well actually it was an awful like it, it kind of sucked but uh i was chatting with this one guy on um tinder while i was at my california trip in october uh and we had a good time we talked and you know flirted blah 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 like it seemed like we were growing a gr- really strong connection until all of a sudden he wanted to stop talking for no reason <laughs> which was like uh, the vibes were off was what he said and I was just like what <laughs> all right well um maybe we can talk like uh, talk again when my vibes or whatever something about the vibes. last time that happened to me they ghosted me for another John oh wow and to treat the less popular John in every circumstance in my life no matter what class it was or whatever job it was mm-hmm. to have that happen in the dating circumstance too I just I yeah. lost it. That reminds me, I haven't read the book, but it reminds me of that one guy in the John Green book, um, An Abundance of Catherines. I don't know if you're familiar. I know with the that. title, but I've never read it. He dates, he only dates people named Catherine, which- uh, On purpose? On purpose. <laughs> which is like, yeah, okay. <laughs> what if he, what if that book was called An Abundance of Karens and then it just didn't age well? <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. A lot of Karens don't age well. That's for sure. <laughs> um. But it sucked because like I spent most of my time hanging out with this guy and I thought for a second like, oh, there's potential here. And um, 
I feel like that was now the worst part of my California trip was wasting my time talking to this guy. So when I go to Disneyland in May uh, for a whole week at the Disneyland hotel, very excited for that. I'm not talking to anybody except my friends maybe, but like, mm-hmm. I'm not talking to you guys, N- no boys, <laughs> no, no, anyone, no, no sex. We weren't having sex, but like, you know, like, yeah. like to, to, not, to put it in a non-gender term, no sex for anyone. <laughs> You're focusing on the your trip. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Focusing on Star Wars, you know, which um, th- that's what I like. But yeah, um, we're getting towards the end. I got to get you out of here uh, so you can, you know, relax and get ready to go to work here real soon. Um, I'm trying to think about like what to ask you is like the last question I want to ask about you. Um uh, well, I'm going to probably ask this at the end here, but um, I'm going to phrase it differently. Um, yeah. So it doesn't sound similar. Um, okay. Yeah. I figured it out. Where do you see yourself? You've been through so much, Sean, like, and you're, are you 30? Like not to age you. Like, I don't want to talk about my age. Oh, you don't want to talk about your age. That's totally it, it, casting circumstances. It can be brutal when people know how old you are. Okay, you are an unspecific age. Um, yeah, I, I'm almost uh, 30, and I'm just like uh, <laughs> crazy <laughs> times. But um, you, you are getting older, John. Um, that is, there's no doubt about that. We are all getting older in this world, and you've been through a lot. Um, yeah. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? I'm. I when I talk about every so often, you just reevaluate everything that you know. Um, like one of the. I think you were talking about you've a change with you is that you don't like to put up with people giving you BS anymore. I can't lie to people anymore. Like I, I hate when people ask you an opinion when they're not going to want the answer. And I just have to Kellyanne Conway pivot to like a different, yeah. <laughs> different sentiment. Um, Cause I just, I'm not interested in lying to people anymore to, to make them feel good. Like those little white lies. Um, I'm trying to um, see what it is that I want instead of being like looking at a broad picture and kind of being happy with what happens. I'm trying to see specific things that I want so that I can work to making them happen. And I had made this um, agreement with myself, I think like five years ago um, or close to five years ago that at age X, um, you have to stop working in food service because you don't want to, the long-term effects destroy your body. Cause I've seen what it does, does to people's, um, their joints, the wrists, their spines. Um, it's, it's not a good place to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think back when I was booking a lot in 2019 and I was optimistic that things are going to work out now that I realize my journey is not going to take off as fast as I was hoping it might. Um, I need to consider what my next side job is going to be outside of customer service. And I'm having a hard time trying to think about what that is um, because I don't think school is going to be it for me again. I went through it one time already. Um, and it, it, it's just, it's very expensive. Um, and it has to be something that you're very passionate about in order to make it worthwhile. Um, but just financially, it's not in the cards to go back to school again. 
Um, I'm trying to figure out what that next side hustle is. That's something that I, you know, I could develop a skill that I would like to be in a different tax bracket than I am now because I'm still in that under 30,000 a year that I'm like the working poor, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to do things like buy a house. And so I don't have to live in apartments anymore because um, I there are some issues with where I live now. My unit is incredible. My neighbors are not incredible. Um, I would like to have a house and a yard where dogs can run around and I've, you know, I got space and I can, you know, have people over. Um, uh, I want to be at a point where I can, um, Sorry, I think it's one of the dog's tails was just hitting against the door. I thought someone was knocking. Um, I want to be able to um, make enough that I can fly home and not have it be a very difficult thing yeah. um, financially. Uh, and I, I'm trying to work on specific goals as far as making movies goes and acting goes. And uh so as far as where I see myself in the future in that Broadway, I don't know, but I'm working on, on forming the pic. Like there's, there's, a, there's a fuzzy picture, but I'm trying my best to find the right glasses to see it better, if yeah. that makes any sense. Oh, no, I think that makes totally sense. Uh, I'll, I'll add that. All I'll- my answers have been so rambly. This is going uh, to, oh, I'm sorry for your podcast audience. I that's cannot fine. stand my own voice. Oh, driveling on for x amount of time you you are totally fine in fact you actually opened up another question for me like maybe not in the broader term of five years what are your goals for this year this year um i i have some things that i want to direct i don't know what acting opportunities are going to come along aside from i'm acting in a movie this summer called patchworks i'm playing a scarecrow that comes to life and is not <laughs> the bad guy he's actually the hero Oh, look at that. Um, but uh, I, I'm shooting something in February that I wrote years ago called Just Another Night. It's about this girl that um, uh, she's repressing her fear. So fear comes in the form of um, a Michael Myers kind of character and mm-hmm. is wreaking havoc until she can acknowledge that she's afraid. Mm-hmm. I know, shocking, John doing horror. What? Yeah. I'm also, I, I have plans. I want to do, um, it's like a, there's a YouTube channel um, by this animator and their name is Noodle, I think. That's what their YouTube page is called. Oh yeah, but I think I'm familiar with them. They'll alternate between like actual illustrations and then they got this thing where like they will draw several versions of their character and like fasten them to popsicle sticks. And then they got like a cardboard set behind them. Mm-hmm. Kind of like if you imagine, if you were drawn on paper and then your Star Wars poster and your bookshelves were like a cardboard set behind you. Oh, okay. I want to shoot something that's animated in that vein um, with my friend Mark that um, lives in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, does he live in Massachusetts? He's somewhere in the New England area. I'm so sorry, Mark. I even write letters. No, definitely Massachusetts. Because um, uh, he, uh, I think he, he needs something creative to do. Um, and I, I already know the plot of that one. So I'm hoping to shoot that one. I also have a, a pilot that I want to shoot about. Um, uh, have you ever seen? There's a 
there's an anime that it's available on Netflix now called Parasite Maximum. I believe that's what it's called. That um, yeah. Uh, but it's basically this guy that, um, you know, there's all these parasites from space that come down, they start replacing people. But the way that this parasite was not able to get to the main character's brain, mm-hmm. it just has to live in his hand, basically. And they, they learn how to survive together and they both change in different ways. I want to shoot something that's about these parasites that come down from space, but they, um, what they do is um, when they find a host, they basically, they're hydrophobic life forms. So they like basically boil you from the inside until you're gone and they can, they can um, take over the earthly vessel or whatever, kind of like John Carpenter's the thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, they, they can't get wet, they can't drink water, et cetera. But um, it, it, it happens to a small sort of rural town, um, uh, kind of like a Shit's Creek kind of vibe, the, the characters in that. Um, it's like a, a younger group that uh, I'm rambling a little bit, but oh, I want to shoot ahead. that pilot too. Yeah. That, those are the list of things that I want to shoot this year. Um, I'm sure there's going to be more down the way. And um, what about you, John? you as a person as a human personal being. life goals yeah like uh, whatever you like you you're comfortable discussing i'm curious this is yep. the john show and uh, that aspect of john is valid but i want to know what are your goals what about you um i actually sat down at like three in the morning the other night and typed up a list of life changes i want to make the only thing i can remember off the top of my head without getting the list is um i have a violin now Ooh. I have a life goal that I want to be able to play. Devil came down to Georgia on the violin. So look at that. I'm going to take steps to start learning my scales mm-hmm. and improving that one a little bit. Um, I'm blanking on some of those other ones right now, but um, it's more like health and fitness goals too. Um, like uh, changes. I, Cause like I said, I'm not what, people are looking to cast in their projects right now. I'm a cis white man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a dime a dozen. I'm not wanted. And I think being over a certain threshold of like a muscular physique will help open some more doors for me. Yeah. Well, and well, while, I, while well, I am, I, I, I could fool you with how like thin I am. So I'm trying to like beef up in certain spots. So that's on the list there too. Yeah, well, the, the th- I was going to uh, interrupt you there for a second. You should do drag, John, because, you know, the straight cis... Uh, uh, I'm not... Cis, uh, I have <laughs> no interest in, in talking, period. About metamorphosis? <laughs> no, and and what they, they pop their, their testicles up into their body cavity and then they tape their, you know... Yeah. yeah. Between... I'm not, I'm not interested in that kind of pain. And then they dance like that. I'm not doing that. Yeah, that you should that talk and to. my like my my qualms with that. I like watching Drag Race. It's a lot of fun, but um, I think I I like taking care of my body. The way that they pull their hair back and tape it, I'm like, you're going to give yourself forced traction alopecia and bald sooner. The way you're putting so much makeup on your face, you're going going to be aging yourself, giving yourself more wrinkles. I just I don't I want to preserve my body, and I feel like drag is like while it's um it's a an exciting art form. I don't want to ruin my body doing it because <laughs> there's a t- it's like ballet. You, you mess up your feet, but you do something beautiful. Yeah. I mean, that's totally fair. I guess like the joke was like, there is a straight cis, like <laughs> Maddie Morphosis. Yeah. Who's not bad, actually. I think like not to go on a tangent here, but like, yeah, uh, she, she gives off a, uh, 
and anxious like she's she's kind of scared like puppy dog like well oh, wow. she got outed on episode one by RuPaul yeah, yeah. like <laughs> so- <laughs> you can't out a straight person <laughs> like she'll get beat up for it yeah like put her back in the closet anyway um, <laughs> yeah. no that's that's uh, for as long as I've known you you've always been uh, uh, interested in like your physique and like being healthy and uh, that's uh, something I've always admired about you about um, the violin like if anyone could like figure out how to do the violin, it's the guy who uh, figure out how to play the piano. Learn how to do the piano in two months. <laughs> so you'll uh, you I've no doubt you'll be able to play devil uh, went down to Georgia, uh, which that's before I drop dead, it'll happen. Exactly. You, so you do have a violin right now? Yes, uh, actually, um, uh, Sam's grandfather passed away um, oh, a little over a year ago, and he had an abundance of violins apparently so it's like wasn't this something you were trying to do mm-hmm. so i got a violin yeah uh i guess like another side question is like how's like and maybe we, we won't talk too much about it uh because i do i think i do want to have sam on the show sometime but how's he how's he accumulating like overall um well I'm, accumulating i don't even there know are things i want to respect his privacy on because you know the things that he talks to me about are things that Oh, I, I want to respect his privacy, but I will say that um, I think um, a lot of uh, anxious habits that might not have been good have been curbed considerably when we came down here. So I'm very glad to see that. Um, but yeah, um, you should definitely talk. I mean, talk to him sometime. Yeah. Uh, if, if he comes on to this, he'll have a lot of insightful things to say. Yeah. Uh, ask him because I, I don't see him on social media <laughs> either. So, I don't know how yeah. to so if he wants, he's uh, definitely welcome to come on. I guess like you know, uh, a little Sam check, you know, like probably like let, let's save all the juicy like life changing things like for when he gets on. But I guess yeah. I was just curious about him, like and see. How yeah, he's he's doing good. He's uh, her taking our dog to obedience school every Saturday, and uh, um. Things are, he, you know, he's, he's taking care of himself, which is good. Cause when yeah. he was doing the civic, they, he was getting an impossible load of work to do constantly. Um, so I try to swing over and help him sometimes, but he was not getting paid for the amount of work they put in, but he didn't oh, I don't. for me. Oh, uh, that's fine. We can, we can talk about whatever. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind. He was in Spokane, Washington, getting paid for theater. Like <laughs> who thought, who would have thought, you know? Um, but no, it was funny. You mentioned obedience school and, you know, Charlie, Charlie's still kicking around. Um, I was going to uh, ask how Charlie's doing. Uh, talking about the obedience school, he, he went in it and he immediately does not listen. <laughs> like, so he probably cheated, um, you know, like, he cheated in his exam type deal. You want to see my dog? Uh, certainly, yeah. And I can keep talking. Can just about get it real quick. Oh, go go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you can see John's dog, y'all. I've seen this dog. He's a really cool dog. Um, yeah. So Charlie, essentially, did not do good in school. So he uh, he's a good boy, but man, what happened to all that training? You know, like he he didn't do any training, like. Bowie and Sebastian are um, crazy dogs. Sorry, she was hibernating. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. This is Jane, a.k.a. Wiggly Girl. Look at that. She's a, she's so beautiful. Yeah, she's getting so big now. 
Yeah. They're very sweet. And then we got Thor here. Um, okay. If I pan down a little bit. There, <laughs> there he is. Like, what the heck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, they were both sleeping in the... She always crawls into the same kennel as him to nap in there. So mm-hmm. I woke them both up at the same time. Yeah. So Charlie is... Um, he's he's a good boy but he forgot all his training uh he only do it for treats and uh boy and sebastian good boys but man they're a lot uh they're still puppies mm-hmm. they're uh they should they're john i can't yes i i now that i live with dogs again i'm well acquainted with the quantity of vacuuming it's, it's um it's depressing <laughs> how much <laughs> they shed, how much they shed everywhere but you know they're good boys um mm-hmm. uh, i did have a uh a neutering accident well well not neutering I, I, I didn't neuter him personally but like Bowie was kind of neutered I don't know you can't really see it um but Bowie was neutered and Sebastian was still a puppy and he was uh he was doing all his puppy stuff with um Bowie and Bowie wasn't having it because he was in a place and Bowie attacked Sebastian <laughs> okay when you said neutering accident I thought you meant you were neutering your dogs yeah, that, like- that's yeah <laughs> I, yeah that's what I, I'm gonna rephrase what I just said uh we neutered Bowie <laughs> um at the vet i didn't Mm -hmm. and he was in his cone so he was feeling uh, a certain kind of way after that Mm -hmm. and sebastian being a puppy out there (laughs) she she doesn't want to hear it Um, no she just she i don't know she's just doing her yawning but um what i was what i was getting at is sebastian was doing his puppy thing and bowie wasn't having it so bowie kind of attacked sebastian uh, it was kind of scary. Uh, Sebastian kind of shit the floor. <laughs> he was kind of scared. And then mm-hmm. I did the bad thing where I, what I shouldn't have done is like, I put my hand in there and uh, Bowie clawed my, my wrist. So I have this like neat little scar. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, but overall they're good. I mean, Bowie's a good boy. He, he wouldn't attack anybody. It was just, he was on drugs and he, he was still recovering from being neutered. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't put that like, I don't put that to blame. Like it was his fault or anything like that, but um, they are different dogs than my two English Springer Spaniels, Eli and Peyton. Eli and Peyton, R.I.P. R.I.P. Forever. They're the they're the G's. Like they're the best dogs. Yeah, right around the time my beagle died, while we were doing a play about a dead beagle. Yeah, if you told me that, we, we would have said a word because. No, it was closing night, and I just I I wanted to not be thinking about Bailey while we yeah. were doing that. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Well, anyway, John, um, thank you for sharing your life with me um, and to the wayward artists out there in the world. I, it's a very fascinating journey. And I hope one day, who knows, you can come back on and talk more about it. For oh. sure, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, wayward artists, this has uh, been The Rewind. We are in the lightning round questions of the show. It's some, yes. uh, a new series of questions that I'm going to ask old guests, returning guests. Uh, there are a series of five questions I like to ask us each and every week. They're fun. They're not so quick because we'll talk about them forever. John, are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm John ready. John and ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, John W ready. Like John win ready. Like, you know, like win. winning. Yeah, that's yeah. what W is for. Uh, question number one. What is one thing you did for yourself today? Uh, I went across the street and got coffee before we did this. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I figured that's what you were going to say. <laughs> we just it is, yeah, it brings me joy. Yeah. Well, is it a good coffee place or is it just one? Of no, those? it's a gas station. I just like coffee. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Um, I, I figured you had your a coffee joint that you go to or whatever. No, you haven't found, no. your, you haven't found your Atticus 
No, there's, I've not come across an Atticus since being here, like a good place like that. But, you know, I said I was befriending that actor in McMinnville. I'm going to see him on Monday. Um, he knows the place, so we're going there. All right. Well, question number two. This is a question I asked the new guests on the show, but I've never asked you this question. Um, okay. What's a song that describes your life right now? Not oh, your God. Not your favorite uh, li- lightning, lightning round. Um, uh, songs that are appropriate. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't, but I'm, I'm obsessed with Scandalous by Mystique right now. So we'll say that. All right. Well, <laughs> even though it's nothing to do with anything. What's it about? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I just, they did it on Drag Race and it was really good. So, <laughs> well, uh, the Wayward Artists out there can listen to it on the playlist. Uh, Wayward mm-hmm. Songs for Wayward Artists. It's a, a, a collection, an anthology of all the songs that describe the, the guests, Wayward Artists' lives right now. I guess I have, I have to find a better moniker. I better update it too. Um, I'm going to work on that. I'm doing a whole social media push here real soon. So that, that will mean like updating that playlist. So you can listen on Spotify or Apple podcast, uh, Apple, Apple music. Sorry. Um, question number three, what's one piece of advice you want to give to somebody right now? Um, I should have prepped an answer for this one. Not really a lightning round question, that's for sure. <laughs> Some advice that I'm trying to take to heart now and I'm struggling to is that you can't compare your journey to somebody else's, mm-hmm. especially as far as work stuff goes. There's another John near me here. So I've been acting for, since he started in 2020. He's already done major motion pictures. He's got a whole bunch of features lined up. People are dying to work with him. He's got agents in LA now. And I'm I'm sitting here like, hi, I'm, I'm recording a podcast with my dogs. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, an incredible podcast. I don't mean that to blight you. I mean, I'm I'm not off doing movies like he is. Oh, that's fine. I mean, like we're not we're not credible anything just yet. We don't have any that many subscribers, but uh, I think what we do is really great. Um, It is not the number of subscribers; it's the content. Yeah, that's what's important. Don't ever forget that. And we have a lot of content. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, No, I think like that. That's very valid. Also, like, oh, oh, buddies. like I, I've been seeing the posts circulate around like, you know, celebrities comparing yourself to celebrities and, and just being like, maybe you shouldn't be comparing yourself to celebrities because of nepotism. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these people are rich as fuck. But uh, I digress, you know. Uh, question number four. What's the worst thing you've ever eaten? That I've ever eaten? Yeah. Um, When I was, I'm a vegetarian. I've been for like five years now. Uh, when I went home for my sister's wedding, um, in December. Um, there was one evening when I was intoxicated and I went into my parents' fridge to eat something and there was pasta and it had sausage in it. And in my drunk stupor, I was like, Oh, if I'm eating this pasta here and throwing out that sausage, that's even worse. Like I'm just wasting all that animal there, that poor pig that died. So I ate that sausage <laughs> and then I threw up so hard the next morning that I threw up blood the morning of my sister's oh. wedding. And I had to walk my mom down the aisle. I had to record the wedding and I had to be around for the reception. And I was throwing up blood that morning. So did you, did you that's the worst to, thing I ever ate was that pasta. Did you not go to urgent care? I mean, like you probably like, that's probably expensive. I had to get to the wedding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you don't, don't kill yourself with the content, John. Like don't make it, don't do a, don't do a dog sees God where you're like, I only have one sister, man. I'm going to her wedding. That's fair. I mean, I guess that's like, that's totally valid. It's just like, you know, John, take care of yourself, you know, like 
we're any other day, maybe, but no, I was like, I got places to be. Um, we're just going to ignore the, the blood vomit. Did um, you, did you at least go to urgent care afterwards or to the, no, to cause it, it was fine by the end of the day. <laughs> That's the American healthcare system. In a nutshell. Honestly, honestly. And I was in Pennsylvania. I don't even have Pennsylvania health insurance anymore. There we go. Yeah. It probably would have cost so much money. Uh, man, it sucks. <laughs> question. Um, that's question number four. Question number five. And uh, uh, I like this question um, because in the context of like what we've been talking about, um, like you probably already answered it already, but maybe like, I'm just going to say it bluntly to you now. Um, John, ready? Are you happy? In this moment, yes. In this moment. Well, that's important. I think like, I think what's great about the show is like, when you talk about someone or something you're thankful for, which is like the premise of the, the rewind or, you know, rewinding, looking back, we're looking back into this moment right now, like in this room together. Like, are you happy? And um, it sounds like you are. Yeah, despite everything. Yeah, in a more broad context in life, I think relieved to be the better word because I had a very, very hard few months in a row. Um, so I'm relieved right now, now that I'm at the end of that. Yeah, I bet. Like, I, I don't know, like you haven't, uh, like when the time comes, I'm sure you'll talk to me about it, but like um, uh, hard, hard going to ever talk to anybody about that. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure just going to, yeah, you, you will. Maybe but, in therapy. We'll yeah, maybe. But um, like as someone who has gone through hard times, like hard times, regardless of what they are is, it's not good um, yeah. on, the, on the mental health. And to be at a point where you can be like, God, I feel a little bit better now. Um, that That's always a relieving feeling. That was me like early in the pandemic. Nowadays, I'm just like, well, there is a pandemic and it is definitely much more worse. But for some reason, I feel content. I feel fine. Mm-hmm. I feel not as dreadful as I was last year. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking at 2022 with optimism. So um i'm glad that you you can say that i'm sorry for leaning so much thor just gave me his belly to scratch so oh, i'm yeah. trying my best multitask you gotta you gotta obey it what we do with bowie is um we, we yeah. give him the old foot rub you know like we, we put our feet and just rub it rub the feet he loves that mm-hmm. <laughs> we especially with shoes on like he, he'll make us rub his uh belly with our shoe on and he loves that like <laughs> it, 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 gets, it gets the good itch you know he likes when whenever it's raining and, and we get back um from walks when i'm drying them off he really loves being rubbed with a towel more than i think any other dog <laughs> oh i see <laughs> well john thank you for, so much for joining us and yes. I, hope, I hope you have a, a really good day at work today i i'm optimistic it'll be yeah. a long day though yeah <laughs> it's um 2 30 to 10 30 or 11 yeah, yeah. it'll be, a, to, be yeah. a long one not to brag but you know having the weekends off amazing one day and i and i so hope, one day one day I, and i hope that for you one day as well well you know i got monday and tuesday off so i got that going from i mean i'll be working the filmmaking job better than that you know yeah exactly well wayward artists has been the rewind catches every sunday uh where we sit within a wayward artist as we talk about someone or something they're thankful for um make sure you subscribe on youtube and podcast services everywhere and support us on patreon.com slash wayward world podcast uh john Send us off with the last word and uh, where can people find you if you, you don't even use social media that much, but like, how would, how do you want people to like figure out the next projects that you're doing? Um, you can look at my YouTube channel. It's John W. Reddy. 
Um, but like, I don't really use Twitter. Um, my Instagram is private. I do not use Facebook. Uh, well, no, uh, I got a film page for Crescent School Cinema. It's on Facebook. They're on Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, at Crescent School Cinema or Crescent School C on Twitter, I think. Yeah, follow those things. That's yeah. good. Don't follow me. Just you follow should, that. You should make a link tree for Crescent School Cinema. Do you have one? Um, I In the comments section of, or like, of, um, oh, we got sorry. It. There you go. <laughs> okay. Can you see me again? Yeah, I can see you. I don't know why it went dark for a second there. Hey, yeah. dogs out. That, that's all right. It flashed your profile picture. So we got a, we got a headshot. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I got to change that. I got a new headshot. Um, uh, it's in the comment section on my YouTube videos. All right. Well, nice. Um, and send us off with the last word. Um, all the words coming to mind are inappropriate. <laughs> I mean, go ahead. Say it. No, um, uh, a final word, um, spider plant, spider plant. There we go. Yeah. More specifically, Tyler. There we go. The spider (laughs) plant. Yeah. All right. Well, wayward artists, without further ado, it's been real.